Second week in a row, we actually on time. So maybe this isn't the late to work podcast. Uh, we're still usually late. We should never yeah. be posted late. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, yeah, I got hell's day tomorrow. You might not get this till Friday, but hopefully, this is on Thursday. Uh, as always, it is late to work. Your favorite podcast now live with episode thirty four. Yeah, Paul coming Pierce. out for our biggest truth. biggest week. Yeah, coming out big. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks to everybody sharing our shit and listening our shit, viewing our shit. Apparently, a lot of y'all like our faces. Mm. I know I have a terrible voice, but that's why we're doing great on SoundCloud and all of a sudden we start <laughs> posting video. Y'all think I'll be pretty or some shit? I don't know. I like, like it. videos. I appreciate it. Anyway, as always, it's your boy Money Mitch, a.k.a. King Lear, a.k.a. the Mixed Skin Messiah, a.k.a. Daddy Longstroke, the motherfucking Clitoris Wrangler, a.k.a. Spike Francis of the podcast, Pope, the Light Skin Lord of the Flies, a.k.a. the Dreadhead Nigga in your lobby, a.k.a. your everyday entrepreneur girl. You can find me at Mitch Gaines on any of the social medias you want to find me at Twitter, Instagram, maybe on Facebook if we're actually real friends. Uh, you can find me everywhere you want to be. I'm here rocking the funniest man in Rhode Island. He's my right hand, man. It's only Chris Allen, Sweet James Jones Jr., the Hank, young Hank Moody, the black Hank Moody. Did I say the young OG? No, you didn't. That, the I'm young OG. Most the, importantly, the young OG. Most importantly, the young OG. Midwest best, Midwest half, man. Come at you. Number 34. Yeah, uh, so it's weird being on time because less things happen when you actually record a podcast every week. However, that being said, I feel like we kind of got a lot of kind of culture shit in the past two months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring, I don't know what happened. Like, we got a popper, you know, summertime music, and all of a sudden, like, we got a couple good videos and stuff. We just kind of got distracted from, like, real life shit. And a lot of, uh, at least interesting, some cool, some terrifying uh, things happened in real world shit this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess if you want to, we'll get started right off the top because I know we kind of pressed for time this week. My favorite thing that happened this week, uh, sports betting became legalized. So yeah. I no longer have to gamble offshore at some weird Swedish casino on the internet. Look, this is one of those things that uh, should have been legal a long time ago. Are you a gambling guy? Do you gamble? I am not. I am, I am not. I'm not a gambler at all. Like, even if I go to Vegas, like, maybe I'll play a little bit of roulette, maybe a little bit of blackjack, maybe a little bit of slots, but it is... So most of the time, I won't play anything. I'm, I'm completely against the government trying to regulate what adults do. And it's like... That's fair. Yeah, it's like, why do you tell... Like, obviously, there's, a, there's always going to be an issue. There's always going to be, you know, the I guess they said maybe, like, 10% of the actual gamblers... Well, that would be like the revenue that comes out of it. It's like the people who are like over, like addicted and have issues with it. They're going to go crazy. But it's like people are going to do what they want to do either. So now you just regulate it instead of criminals and people doing it in, in the black market. You know, now actually people can do it. So legally. you feel the same way about like similar to like weed or like prostitution or any same kind of thing. Yeah, I, I do. Let, let adults have their vices full on libertarianism. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are going to do what they want to do and deny how pe- people's nature 
is 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 just fooling yourself, and why why pretend that you know people so, are gonna do it anyways? I I love to gamble. I gamble all the time. I was sending Chris off air. I. So I, I'll gamble on anything, but I'm also wicked broke, so I gamble very low amounts and mm-hmm. stress myself out over it. Yeah. So it's like, I love nothing more than like a six-game parlay where I'm taking like the Warriors to sweep, the Celtics to go seven, Roger Federer to win Wimbledon, mm-hmm. you know, Joey Logano to win fucking the Talladega, whatever, you know, some crazy bet. Yeah. And I'm sitting there sweating with nine monitors on for like 26 yeah. bucks, but it could pay out to like two grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my favorite shit to do. That being said, I... I'm with you. Like I'm very much a let people have their things and whatever. I smoke weed. I've had friends who worked in sex work. I know plenty of drug dealers. I know plenty of gambling addicts. I know you know all these vices who all are pretty functional, decent human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. I say all that to say now that they're building casinos in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so they're putting the Wing Casino in Everett. Yeah. Uh, it really made me realize, like, if that's right at your fingertips, how dangerous that is if you're one of those people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm where I'm moving to is going to be about 20 minutes away from that casino. Mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'd spend very little money I can't afford to if I wanted to. And, like, I kind of have that chalked away in a section of my brain where I just know how that can go awry. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. But I wonder about people who legitimately struggle with that. Your guy who's, you know, at the fucking corner store with his paycheck to get scratch tickets on Fridays. Yeah. If you put a casino instead of a corner store in his backyard, like, how bad does that get? Um, it probably gets, I assume do, it gets pretty bad. Y- yeah. I, but, I mean, you can't, I can't, you can't regulate all of society based on, you know, the willpower of a few people, you know, right, it's like if the 80%, 80, 85%, 90% of people are going to handle it responsibly. You can't set laws because once you had set laws, you had to enforce laws. And then now you're getting, you, you had to jail people for gambling on the Knicks game or playing dice, you know, and yeah, but it's you, like, but you can forcibly make them responsible, right? Like we do, we do that with tobacco. We, there's all sorts of warnings. You can't advertise in certain places. Yeah. You can't, so, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of checkpoints. Like, if you want to smoke, smoke. Go right ahead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, like, we've made it pretty inaccessible instead of, like, deregulating it. Yeah, and I hope I hope that there will be some regulations on gambling to the point where it's like, yo, like, you had to cut someone off at the bar. They're getting sloppy, <laughs> and especially they're driving. Like, they should be like, dude, like, once you're there for a certain amount of time, like, you're down X amount unless you're like a, a whale mm. and they and they know that they got like they a gotta, certified yeah. net worth to be yeah, in the whole yeah, you gotta cut that shit off but See, like you but know that, but, but that's what I mean like are, are they ever gonna do that Jesus are still adults I mean even the adult I wouldn't hold them responsibility uh, responsible for the action of the adult that dude has a problem and should they ban casinos or gambling because one or ten percent of the population will have a problem, well, they, and eighty percent. They do this with drunk driving with restaurants. If if you if so if you go somewhere you get hammered drunk, right? Yeah. The bartender overserves you. They don't cut you off. You have yeah. forty fucking drinks, whatever. Yeah. You drive home. You kill somebody. You like you can essentially sue or like, press criminal charges against the restaurant and the server. Yeah, well, I mean that's different because there's other which is crazy. there's other lives. I and I understand. Stand that to a certain extent because there's other lives that are involved. They should be monitored, and especially they know someone's like driving. Like, dude, like you're sloppy. You just should be a certain you know responsibility, especially because they're profiting heavily over something that can injure a third party unrelated. But if you're gambling, one, no one's gonna die. Uh, and <laughs> but I mean, there has to be a, a chain. What are you playing with? It, it has to be a chain reaction. But yeah, like, that's yeah, fair. but yeah, the death's gonna be, a, you know, the actual person gambling. 
But uh, yeah, you know, you can't. You gotta let people do, do what people want to do, man. All right. Before we wrap this up, I I have to pose this question to you. We brought up a lot of comparisons, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's booze, all all sorts of other things that you can. All regulate. the vices. You said you're not a gambling guy. No. Oh shit! I know you're good. You are a strip club guy. We've discussed on this podcast Mm -hmm. the amount of money you'd be willing to spend at a strip club in an evening. Yeah. Part of why you said you're not a gambling guy is like it. I guess I'm curious. Like you don't. Why wouldn't you gamble where you could possibly win money? Where you're completely okay just throwing money at strippers that you're definitely not getting back. Um. I yeah. I mean, it's just a, a. I mean, I'm not against the, uh, you know, I'm not against gambling, but I guess it just like scratches a different itch and in my mind, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, di- I mean, different, it's a different sensation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a sex addict. I'm not a gambling addict. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, one's easier to fulfill than the other. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They just scratch different different itches in their mind mentally. I don't like giving. Trust me, I don't like giving away money as it is either way. But you know. One and then once yeah, like yeah. once I feel like especially when you're gambling, you feel like all the like it's all on you. Like no one else is bearing the burden of you lo- losing this money. Yeah. When you're in a strip club, like it is, it's like it's a celebration. Like you can toss oh, money no. and See, then that, that's your my friends are tossing club. money. It's all on me. I, I'm just like, why are you doing this? You're a scumbag. You're yeah, just, but you're throwing some money at some girl, shake her tits in front of you. But your friends are next you're to so you dirty. doing the same thing. Like yes, yes. All right, can I make an admission too while we're on the topic? Mm-hmm. No joke. I've never. Been in the strip club with friends. Oh, see that. See that's the problem. I've been in strip club with strangers, and I've been in strip club super blasted, like stoned uh, out of my mind alone, which is my favorite thing in the world to do. Uh, yeah, I think no. it's hysterical. Uh, that seems depressing. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's the best people watching you could ever. Uh, okay. You want to just go like have a good time, like laughing at people from uh, a distance? Go sit in like the corner of a strip club and like watch like the creeps that come through there. It's yeah. hysterical. You detach yourself from the sexuality because you're blasted. <laughs> But no, I never like I never understood like I would never go out with like ten dudes to throw money at girls we're not gonna fuck. No, yeah, see, um, like I'll go with ten dudes to a club and like buy drugs to give to girls and party with and buy drinks and uh, dance and then if that leads to like that seems like a better <laughs> investment of my time. Um, well, a you Sorry, never a um yeah I think that like. It's way better, more. It's way. That's it's, so it's way different. Oh, no, it's way different when you're with friends and like it's almost like a celebration and it's like and it's it's like a bond and you, I don't you don't go and you what? go at after the club and it's like okay. it's weird. It's this is it's, it's, it's like a celebration of the yeah. evening. And it, you, you never. Why do you need strippers for that though? It's so weird. I mean, you're like we're celebrating. There's bottles. We're all here. We're all friends. This is a great time. You know what we should have? Some random naked women we don't know shaking their titties. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, what else? What other <laughs> environment? I don't, hey, that question answers itself. What, what other environment would you want to be into? I mean, oh, I do, yeah, that's I don't fair. want my sister in involved in this. <laughs> like, if I had one, no. I yeah. really just wish I had all my family here, my cousins, yeah, my uncles. Yeah, no, no. You want to be with your boys. And, nah, and, right. and, 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 and trust me, the strippers will, you know, I mean, I've been with friends who have pulled strippers from the club. Uh, no, I, so again, I've been to a strip club like five times in my life. I'm, I'm two for five. Nice. Yeah, so I've, I've got a hand job two out of five times. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> I've never spent more than like fifty bucks in a strip club. Yeah, so it goes down, man. You got there's still opportunities there. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, <laughs> let's to clean that up. A, I don't randomly jerk women at clubs. B, I don't besmirch anyone going to strip clubs or strippers who strip in them. I've just always been fascinated by like 
I don't know how they work. I just like it seems it's so it's so in your face the transactional nature of it. Mm. I just I, like yeah, I can that, I can never like get past that. And and obviously most people do because it's a very profitable business. Yeah, and I'm I'm like defending it like I'm there like every week. I am like oh, also, rarely. Yeah, yeah. Let I me let like, me not paint you like you were at the strip club. Like I know I am I am rarely. I don't even think I've been there this year. We still gotta go with uh, Shorty from the episode. We made plans oh, and then. Oh yeah, yeah, we should definitely go. All right. But yeah, um, yeah, I haven't even been to like yeah. I'll go once in a while if I'm in like Vegas. Yeah, then like oh, after, you know, it's fun. You gonna go to Miami when you go? Probably. Well, I'm going for a bachelor party. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and that's. Uh, Is it really a bachelor party if you didn't get some strippers? I know, it's seriously, you know, uh, you just feel like you're you're whipped if that happened. Uh, last thing I swear not to continue this tangent: mm. bachelor parties, mm-hmm. going out to the strip club or ordering strippers. I'm not. Uh, old, I've literally. I've never been to a dashboard. I'm not old, like. Not oh my man. Friends down yeah. Uh, I think. Oh. I've done. I've done. I've had. I've been to. A bunch where you go to strip club, and then a few where. It, it was strip clubs, and I, I for some reason I've had more fun at the strip club. Yeah. Because it's just of like, the environmental. Yeah, it's thing, the yeah. environmental, and like you know. And I like being out. I don't like my stuff being next to the shirt. Yeah, no, no, honestly, like there is a creep level to like inviting women yeah. to a hotel room yeah. to like a circle jerk of twelve yeah, dudes. Exactly. Like that seems weird. Yeah, it does seem. It but then just like go out, of, yeah. it seems a little. We're going better. to their place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where they, they feel comfortable. Here. Yeah. Yeah. They exactly. invited us. The doors open. We only had to pay thirty dollars to get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'd rather go somewhere and then you know it's like go where the thirst breeds. <laughs> that don't bring the thirst into the house. That's, my stuff is there. <laughs> exactly, man. You never know. Like, you get that th- thirst residue in your in your stuff. And I'm you saying, know. I've gotten a lot of forty dollar massages that cost me a lot more when I got up off the bed on my jewelry con. <laughs> I'm joking. That's never happened. Uh, just the wallet. Uh, Willow Smith to make a weird transition, or should we go somewhere else? Because I don't want to go right from that to suicide. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely go somewhere else. All right, let's do it now. Fuck it. Stripping can uh, lead to suicide. That tends to happen in real life. Well, oh, well, it's like strippers are now the famous people now. So True. Like, Shout out to Cardi know. B. Yeah. You see, so. she's got beef with some other ex-stripper, and it's like, just wildhood shit. I'll leave that Yeah, alone. I don't I didn't I'm see that. I'm not qualified to speak it, on it. It, but it passed me. I'm sure I'll hear some, about it. Some legendary New York stripper wants uh, to kill Cardi B now, and there's like stripper beef, and I'm uh, like, this is hysterical. That just sounds like hate. When you're like, when you're a person of zero notoriety making beef with someone that's No, she, that, she's like notable, like, but like... Yeah, but it's like... You just look like you're a You're notable. I'm yeah. a multimillionaire. Yeah, exactly. You need to chill. Just chill. You, you lost this one. Right. Get your money up. <laughs> drop some. Drop a record. <laughs> some color rappers ain't coming at Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to put Cardi on that level. Anyway, carry on. Will Smith. Tell oh, me, okay. So, tell me about no, this, Will Smith had made an announcement. Uh, before, and everyone remembers that run that Willow Smith went on a few years ago, and she had that whip your hair back and forth. She had a oh, few man. other. I'm so mad I'm late to that record because now I got hair. <laughs> but not. But she dropped a few other tracks around there, and then it was just like she just ghost, and you didn't see anything. And then so uh, re- recently, she dropped a, a statement of like the note uh, saying how the notoriety, the fame, all the acknowledgement uh, drove her to have a nervous break breakdown. I guess she ended up like starting to cut herself, 
And, you know, it caused her real issues. So because of that, she started to back away. I mean, that's why she essentially backed yeah, away. I haven't heard anything from her or her name in general in like a yeah. couple of years, I feel like. Yeah. So um, it is one of those things that I I realized that there is, there's definitely, obviously we see there's definitely a price of uh, the fame. I mean, um, How Dave was she, Smith? I mean, right now, I was really surprised she was if she was 16. That's what I'm saying. She's like under 18. Yeah, right? She yeah. was young, young when she got popping off that. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, I mean, Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, famously made that uh, statement that, you know, this is strong people having a breakdown. It must, it, it, it's not, you know, it, maybe it's not these people. Maybe it's the industry that's, mm-hmm. that's messing people up. And so, like, I wanted to present the question that is it is it the industry is it fame or is it you know these people is it individuals that can't handle it or is it maybe a mix of both i mean i i think the the obvious combo is definitely it's a it's a mix right like i i for sure i think there's elements of all them that every situation's individual and we all know i love the to hedge uh. that being said i think for the most part I guess I'm I'm quicker to blame outside influences because I think most mm, almost everyone is every person is strong in some areas and weak in others. I guess mm-hmm. the easiest way to say that. And where I think we're all able to be our strongest selves when the weakest parts of ourselves are either accepted or like assisted and helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Either one is fine, but like that, the in between is where we all feel vulnerable and uncomfortable, right? It's mm-hmm. like whatever you're bad at is either being exploited or like people are like acknowledging it but refusing to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like won't teach you anything, won't like in that's and so if you have this industry, especially at such a young age like that, where like you're just discovering out like who not you, even yeah. not even who you are, yeah. Yet. Like what the you're world still, is, yeah. You're still figuring that out. You're yeah. figuring out what the world is and starting to hear what the world wants you to be, and you haven't even thought about who you want to be yet. Yeah. Uh, to like be at that point and trying to like craft a brand mm-hmm. and identity and fame in the shadow of like I don't know one of the hundred most famous people in the world still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a very I I couldn't imagine the pressure that puts on you, yeah. and then the industry that then like. As creepy as this is to say about a girl who was, what, 11, 12 years old at the time, mm-hmm. is super sexualizing, super gender biased, you know what I mean? Like, all these other random obstacles that come with that, like, yeah. like, your parents living in, like, a publicly, like, feuding relation at one point of that career arc, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very, like, yeah, a lot of that, I have to say, has to be on the industry and has to be on the fame and not necessarily the person, okay. especially when you're talking about a kid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hard to I- call a kid crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, um, and I've even looked at like my life. I mean, just because of you know our pursuits and comedy pursuits and so forth, I've looked. I've always looked at it as like, yeah, like if this was like to blow up and like us to be like getting millions and millions of downloads and then moving to shows, keep this <laughs> would I be able to handle it? And I can say that's an interesting question. Yeah, I can say now, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be good because uh, I've been through so many uh, of life's ups and downs. I'm stable. It's not a lot of things that move me emotionally. I just like, I kind of, if something traumatic happens, I'm still pretty level. If something really good happens, I should be excited about. 
pretty level. I don't really like you don't see me be like, oh shit. Like I'm just pretty like chill because I know there's everything's ups and downs. I've been through enough shit to not you know get overly excited about. And uh, and I think that is when you're young, especially if something happens, or you're like, holy shit, what am I gonna do? But when you're older and you've been through shit, you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna get through this. It may be fucked up for a week, maybe two weeks, but you know, maybe it'll pass. Years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but regardless, I'm good. Like I'll I'll get through it, you know. And usually, you you've been through, you navigate yourself through enough problems that you know, like, yeah, I can figure this shit out, no matter how really bad it is you know uh, beyond like something life-threatening it's like yo and even if it's life-threatening like you're like all right well like here's the steps i gotta take and you know whatever but when you don't have those tools as a young person everything feels traumatic everything mm. feels like yo there's no way every, every friend lost every yeah long turn exactly yeah. yeah and i remember that but right now like I don't give a shit. Like, dude, like fucking. I was uh, yesterday. Like the old picture came up on me of uh, fucking Facebook with yes. my shirt off, and like I people just wanted, were dogging on, me. Everyone, please go on Facebook. Please share this on Instagram. Please yeah. go find this photo and see. It's my ridiculous. Video. He looks insane. It looks like a like the MySpace look. photo of all MySpace. I know. Photos. It's from six years ago. And I want to point out, this is the same man who looks me in my eyes on like eight different episodes on this podcast and says to me how crazy it is that niggas send dick pics. It's exactly. in the mirror selfie yeah. with no shirt on. With like the counter cutting off the pants, setting, yeah, exactly. So just the drawers are showing. Uh, it was ridiculous. And you, and, and you don't get at me about a dick selfie. It's, it is. I I admit it was. Re, it's ridiculous. All right. And and, and I'm I just want to clear I, and I'm rightfully getting on the line. And guess what? I don't give a shit. Yeah, you I, I don't give a shit. And, and me, like probably like I don't know. Probably when you took that photo. Probably when I took that photo, I would have yanked that shit off and been like, uh, but now I'm. You probably like, retook that photo seven times. I don't, using, I don't know. Using, I don't using know. the mirror, like, nah, nah, nah. That's not my angle. No, usually I'm just like. I'm sorry. This is, this is back at the flip phone. No, back then when I was like, I was like, because I'm a fat kid, so like, I'll I'll take a picture and be like, just to see where my progress. Is. And I'm like, oh, this looks good. People need to see this shit. I'm oh, working yeah, for this. I'm working right. for this. And then I put it up, name and thing. But like, that's I don't, my favorite part about Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, it Hands goes away. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, and and like, you can talk shit. Like nothing. Like you can't sway me. I know who I am. I know who I was six years ago. I'm Gucci. Do you, do you feel I'm like? Because my worry with that is, as I've gotten older, that's starting to happen. And mm-hmm. for somebody who is very volatile emotionally, like mm-hmm. it feels great to mm-hmm. be just like steady sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and like. As I've aged, probably like 26 and on, it's been like really smoothed out a lot. Mm-hmm. I worry though that it stunts me and like I guess removes me from being able to really feel. I do worry about that. Especially, do you, do you do you get like stagnant? And I, so I guess in relation to the fame thing, like, are you? I don't know. Like, I think there's a sweet spot where you're ready for it, mm-hmm. but there's definitely I think a, a a worry of like aging out of it, where like I'm, you're too comfortable. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, seven years from now, like we grow, we got you know twenty thousand listeners a, a, mm-hmm. a week or whatever. We're like, all right, this is cool. Like, we make a little money off ads, and we still work our day jobs. I'm like, oh, well, this was fun. And mm-hmm. somebody comes knocking with like a million dollar deal, and just like, yeah, I don't know, man, I can't do it. We got like young kids and shit. And like, I, I don't know if I want to put the work in now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I'm comfortable. I've, I, I don't need that much more happiness because mm-hmm. I've learned to live within like you know yeah. the, the four to six range instead of the two to ten. Um, you know, you see what I'm yeah. saying? No, I don't think that would. I don't think it. If, if I'm understanding your your uh, your, your question in a hypothetical situation correctly, I don't think that it will stop you from like 
you know, trying to achieve certain things, but or or, or well, or, I'm saying like there, there's certain things that you would only try to achieve because like the the feeling of happiness would be so overwhelming, right? That's why yeah. you're trying to get there. Yeah. Once you learn that you don't necessarily like like you're right, like like you said, I'll never be like eight year old Christmas happy. But that's what I mean. Like it, it, nothing's gonna bring. This sounds so like sad, but like nothing. Once you get to a point where nothing's going to bring you that great joy like mm-hmm. you used to, but also nothing's going to bring you that great sadness. You're just kind of like, you're comfortable. Is it worth pursuing things that it would is. have brought I, you I think, what's going to be mediocre levels of joy? No, I think I think that um, th- you have different what? motivations. So like my motivation is like before it'd be like, yes, I want to s- s- achieve this because it's going to make me happy. But now it's like, no, I want to achieve this because A, like, I feel like I can do this. I'm disciplined. Uh, there's no other reason for me to be alive, young, and healthy besides to pursue my uh, to pursue the to extend of my abilities. Now that's a rational perspective of looking at things. So why? So how do you make the choice of what those are then? Uh, whatever you're good. I mean, the same way like people choose. You know what? Some people will choose to go into like film or something. Like I think that like what you feel like you should be doing like kind of whispers and you're like, yeah, you're good at this. Naturally, you're good at this. Naturally, like I'm I'm funny and naturally like I I feel like I can speak in front of people. I don't have fear of speaking in front of people. Most people, your average human, that's their biggest fear is speaking in front of large groups of people. I can go up to in front of thousands or millions of people and i'm just i'm good mm-hmm. it has always been my ability so i know that there's something naturally that's like okay well like this is something that's like unusual it's natural about you this is like uh and maybe you should pursue that avenue and then obviously that led into me being performing and express and i love expression so i'm gonna do something see i, that- see, I feel like performers every time i meet performers everybody says that they're like you know your your thing just comes calling to you it whispers in your and that's like i don't buy that like that shit has never once happened to me i i i'm not that passionate I- about anything i could give two fucks less and so as i get older it's like I'm cool with not being like elated all the time. I just want to be comfortable. Like I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's scary to me. But like my comfort level is always like where I'm most comfortable is in chaos. I got to be learning something. I've been doing something different. So I'm not too worried about it. But I assume for people who feel similar to me, who either a don't have the opportunities I ever be don't uh, aren't motivated by like the same curiosities. Like I'm just a curious dude. Maybe that means I'm bent to be like a fucking historian or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, like <laughs> that seems dull. I I, I, I don't <laughs> think everything everyone's destined everyone's pursuit comes at them screaming I mean I was listening to someone who was like uh, maybe it was a comedian or something happened and they kind of like they got so many hints that like they should be doing that what they're doing whether I think it was like music or whatever and it was just like yeah yeah I'll, I'll never get that like nudge like oh like Kanye ran into him and you know he liked my shoes and then we started talking and he said like you should drop by I'm like I'm never gonna have that I've never had that like weird like occurrence to push me in the same direction it was just like yo i like this i think i can do this i'm gonna do it and maybe because i didn't need that in order to pursue in order to push me Hmm. but i think sometimes it is it starts as like yo i like that i think i can do that i'm gonna do that and if you don't need the nudges you don't need the like yeah then destiny and or life not to be super hippie it's not going to give you it's going to give you life gives you exactly what you need in order to pursue and your hints your whispers is like oh yeah i think i can do that i think i'm pretty good at that hmm. uh, i'm going to do that and then like now it's just about all right well now, do you love it well enough to struggle through it 
See, then, I guess that's my question. It's like I, I, I always ponder that about everything and everyone. Do I love this enough? Like I, I hit this moment like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I, actually it was right around the time we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a year ago. I remember saying this on the first or second episode. It's like. A lot of people always talk about, like, I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. I make my own choices Mm -hmm. and live my own life. And lots of people don't do that. You know what I mean? And I really, really try to do that day in and day out. Like, I just really don't do a lot of shit that I don't want to do. And so when any, like, if if there's, like, a struggle that comes up between me and, like, a person, I'm like, eh. Like, how meaningful am I to your life? You know what I mean? Like, you tell me. Because if this is worth, like, working on, then cool. But if I ain't really shit to you, then, like... I can move on from anybody, dog. Like my like my life is very simple. It revolves like very much around my own whimsy, and mm-hmm. that's how I prefer it. Uh, uh, but I also like obviously that's not a great way to live all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got to go for something. Uh, I just don't get how people pull the trigger so like randomly. Uh, I remember. Oh, actually, uh, it's not the most recent Breakfast Club, uh, but it's uh, um, with Simbag. But it is like the uh, one before, like probably the first Breakfast Club interview. He said something that was like that his dad told him. He was like, yeah, you don't really have any like skills, (laughs) but like your 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 gifts will be like your your pursuit, your ability to like, you know, continue going after things and going after things and going after things until like like that's your skills. Like you can just continue to to push forward. And it was something like that. I'm sure I'm butchering it. Um I, I, I feel like similar to like uh you know similar to me. I, I'm in your same zone. Like I don't really need a whole lot. Like if something happens, I'm like, all right, cool. Well like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward. Like uh, and I'm going to move forward. And I think, like, certain people have that, like, oh, well, like, I'm going to figure this out. I have to move forward. Mm. I have to do something. But um, regardless of who's in that situation, you know, uh, you, you, if that's your pursuit, just seeing what you want and going after it is is a gift. And, you know, how you get to know what you want is, I guess, what... It's worth going through that struggle. I'm fucking up everything right now. <laughs> That's all good. Um, so I guess to wrap this up, when we get famous, are you going to try and kill yourself? I don't think so. If Will Smith adopts you, will you also not try to kill yourself? Oh, I'm definitely in that. Not going to kill myself if I'm, in, <laughs> if I'm in the Smith family. No, I don't think... I think... I think uh, That's fucked up. I don't mean to make light of that. Will Smith, I hope you're okay. No, I'm so sure she's, she's good. She got a... Good solid foundation. I'm not I, trying to be a dick. This feels kind of like the rollout, right? Like she comes back and the line, like we get the solid. Demi Lovato, and then she's this, like super just, strong. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, like I this think, is the thing people do. Like I'm not trying to make light of that, but like I honestly think a lot of people are struggling, and it, I was having a discussion. I, I know they are. Yeah, yeah. these conversations with people all the time. Who was I having a discussion with? Uh, but like how people, it's just like a matter of like everyone's struggling and everyone's just like, some people are just way better at high mint and shit. And the, old, and the older you get, it's, it's less, you get more comfortable struggling, but it's less, it's, it's not as easy to hide your struggle. Mm. Like people can see it. And, and, and it's less acceptable. When you're struggling when you're younger, people are very accepting of the idea that you're struggling, you're figuring something out. Yeah. When you're like 40, people are like, oh, no, you're you're flawed. Yeah, you're exactly. And, and and they're like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're not moving in the right direction. And people right. can see that. And um, 
Yeah, and so I mean, it is that culture kind of like self grooming itself. Like, yeah, no, you're better. You can do better than that. What are you doing? Why do you keep doing that? You can't, you know, you can't go out every night and get trash when you're like, you know, 34. Yeah, you can pull that off when you're 25. It's kind of cool. Kind of, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it was super cool at twenty one. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, cool at twenty five. It yeah. was kind of weird at twenty nine. It's yeah. fucking creepy at thirty six. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But um, yeah, man. I hope Willow. I wish her the best. Hopefully, this uh allows other people who are struggling just to come out and be like, "Yo, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit." And, yeah, I think the the tough part for me is always like discerning. Who, who's making this public after they've kind of gotten help and gotten back on their feet because it's, like, a good look for them? And who, myself included, I think there's a lot of therapy in being public and putting your voice to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're going through something, whether it's something mental and emotional, whether it's dealing with, like, the anxiety of fame, whether it's, you know, coming out of a sexual trauma or an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of value in, like, coming out and speaking to, you know, no matter how big the audience, one person, ten people, a billion people, a blog, mm-hmm. whatever, a podcast, come tell us our stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. I always have trouble figuring. And it's like I don't know these people, so yeah. I, I hope. Yeah. I just hope that's like the reason behind everything. Do you think you would handle like Kanye style fame well, or you think you would fuck it up? I, I wonder how I would handle fame. I, Kanye style fame, I think would maybe be a little much for me. It is a bit much. Uh, I, I think I could handle reason. I always joke. I, I want to be a famous author because nobody knows what they look. <laughs> I, I actually you can have everybody can ask Chris like I was actually very against us doing video for the podcast for some mm-hmm. amount of time because like I very much prefer like a, a an, uh, yeah, yeah. An anonymity to my fame yeah uh, I couldn't imagine like walking around the streets and people would just be like oh my god that's Mitch like, that sounds yeah. horrible I, it, it, that, but also sounds dope <laughs> that is so weird to me like this 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 fame obsession because I saw like listening like if I saw Will Smith like like, just walking down the street, I'd be like, yo, Will, what up? And then, like, maybe if he's by himself and just chilling, I'd be, I would go shake his hands, like, I like what you're doing. And then I let him go on with his day. But see, here's the, here's the thing that, like, it never dawned on me until I worked in, like, event venues mm-hmm. and, like, saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Every, every person has, like, and I'm, I'm not trying to knock you, every person has, like, this is how you be cool when you interact with a celebrity. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do too much. I'm just giving the head nod. I'm giving away. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, hey, Will, I'm just shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever the thing is, right? Like, mm-hmm. and every, what people don't realize, like, everyone does it, though. Yeah. So you walk up and you're just going to like, hey, Will. It's like, someone hey willed him 48 times on this block. Yeah. Like, how irritating that must be. And I'm not going to stop hey willing Will Smith. No, I don't think. I, I hate Mark, Mark Wahlberg, not seven months ago. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't think that is like the problem. Like if that was the problem, oh, no, but I'm just uh, saying, Eminem like, would be like oh, relapsing and shit. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, it's like I don't understand these people who were like, oh, they're I, at the bathroom stall. Kind of, hey, oh can I God. can I get an autograph or can I get a picture or like they're out to dinner? If they're out to dinner. Like I would do if if I saw Will Smith or like you know. Uh, uh, Brian or someone out eating they with their family. I'm not saying shit, yeah. dude. Pro tip, seriously, cool, cool move. If you see people out and you you're trying to figure out the the weird celebrity interaction, yeah, send them a drink because the bartender is going to decide whether or not that drink gets to the table. Yeah, and like they'll moderate that for you. Yeah, you that's a flex of all time if uh-huh. there ever is one, right? Like yeah. I bought LeBron James a drink. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, Nick, like, I, I did not fuck LeBron James, but, like, <laughs> you get my point? Like that, I and, wouldn't even do that. I feel like, yo, he got drinks, he got money, like... Sure, but I'm saying, like, that, that's a flex. Yeah. And so, the only way that's getting there is if, like, the bartender decided you cool, like, yeah. may, maybe this person should know who this person is. Yeah. And worst case scenario, is like, eight bucks. Like, yeah. Ain't yeah. Gonna I'm I'm just letting them live and be. I just feel like there's like that, there's that lack lack of like social intelligence with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I don't understand how people why like no one's. It may be because I'm older now, but like you see old like grown men and women like seeing someone famous and like oh like this is a human like jumping up and down like oh my yeah. god my god it's no. ridiculous it's, it's like dude like get. Like, let people fucking live their life. Yeah, we, they do something we, cool. We, we talked about, like, people we'd be starstruck by, and, like, there's a handful I think you're you're allowed to get, like, a little googly-eyed about. Like, I'd get I'd get a little weak, like, in the presence of Denzel Washington in real life. Yeah, but I wouldn't go crazy. Like, but I wouldn't, yeah, that's room, what I wouldn't, like, like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't run across I'd, the street. I'd probably, like, it. mutter a bit when I went to go introduce myself. Yeah, like, and like, I wouldn't say anything unless we were in a setting where it was yeah. appropriate to say something. Like, and I, yeah, I'm not, that's so weird to me. Like, I think that's half of what's wrong with, I mean, J. Cole, you guys, J. Cole just dropped an interview with Angie Martinez, and he, she, he talks about something similar about how he does not like our couches, etc. Obsession, uh, obsession with fame and famous people for two, and, and, and for a lot of it, it's a lot of the issues for someone that cultural, um, you know, cultural. Mm, I guess fuck ups we're doing yeah. dealing with now is our obsession with these famous people and following these really broken people into like patterns that aren't well, leading to your the, own success. The, the people that we've driven to fame, right? It's like, yeah. it, you know, great, yeah, this is no secret, great art comes from great tragedy, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you're following a bunch of tragic people and expecting them to lead like the soundest decisions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a cycle in itself. I think one of the things I really look at is interesting is now, like, obviously we have a podcast, we're quote-unquote mm-hmm. culture critics or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, that's definitely kind of like a, a, a lane that's become more and more influential uh, as we've gotten away from traditional like TV media, mm-hmm. like these other lanes of culture criticism, yeah. uh, now that that has a certain level of like celebrity attached to some people, that like imagine being famous for giving advice, right? Like Dan Savage walked around the world, Gary V. It's like mm-hmm. every you know everybody's got questions for them. Yeah, like, it's one thing like you want to quote my lyrics to me or like quote my lines from a movie back to me, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine people just random people all the fucking time just being like, oh my god, like I'm so happy I met you, like I'm going through it with my girl, man. Like, do you have ten minutes? Yeah. Like, nigga, do you know what 10 minutes of Dan Savage's time is yeah, worth? Like, yeah, get the fuck exactly. out of here. Yeah. 10 Savage is a fucking Charlemagne's time, some yeah. shit like that. But I think when you are a Gary Vee, a Dan Savage, Jordan Peterson, yeah, exactly. also who are Tim in that Fair. same line. Uh, Tim Ferriss is more scientific, but yeah. Yeah. When you're, um, you're, what you're delivering to the people is motivation, yeah. inspiration, and so forth. You kind of have, yeah, you kind of have to take that time. Yeah. Like, Yo, That's your brand, I got two right? seconds. Uh, walk with me, talk with me. That is your brand. Man. I would also say, shout to Gary V because I feel like he's actually that guy. Yeah, like he I made, think he'd be quick. Like, yo, you got a fucking bunch of ass, and like, he, you know, he, I think he's literally looking at me and be like, be like, hey, I'm go through. Like, you got like five minutes. You got, you got thirty seconds. Go. Yeah. And if you could give him the whole story in thirty seconds, he'd give you bomb advice. Yep. If exactly. you couldn't, he'd give you great advice on how to do that and walk away. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, respect that. Yeah, I like the yeah. guy. Like uh, so we can transition from white people we actually like, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. He is white, right? Yeah. I assume yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk is white. Yeah, I can't even pronounce his full name. I think <laughs> it's like, I'm, yeah, no. I don't even, I might be wrong. Gary V. I just go Gary V. Gary V. <laughs> I don't want to slander Gary V. I'm putting out to the name wrong or something. White people we don't like, 
uh, the type of white people who call the police on you for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Uh, you see this shit that happened in Oakland? You see uh, this? Yeah. The, 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 is that the, the barbecue? Yeah. What, what? Dude, this they is were, getting ridiculous. They were charcoal grilling in yeah. a propane-only grilling area. Yeah. <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> and, and, and it is questionable whether it's a propane grilling area or not. Did they establish uh, whether it was or not? Or that was It's a plan. grilling area, nigga. I got a grill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care if it's the camper grill. I don't care if you got a George Foreman plugged into the electrical outlet across the block. <laughs> nigga, like, who the fuck cares? It is a grilling area. You really gonna call the police? You gonna bring uniformed yeah. officers out here to detain exactly. me for an hour? And this is on top of... Because there's like three or four incidents right now with it. There's a, uh, there's a guy... There was a uh, real estate investor who was going to... Uh, do estimate a house. He had to go in there take pictures. This is on Wall Star Hip Hop, I think, and everywhere else. And the lady, <laughs> the lady called, the lady next door called the police on him because he, he shouldn't be there. Oh yeah, and it's like, dude, like mind your. What happened when, when you just mind your own business? Did, did you see? Uh, you see one with fucking uh, what was it? Bob Marley's granddaughter. Or oh something? yeah, the Airbnb. Yeah, they yeah. they were stealing luggage out of yeah. somebody's home yeah. as they were leaving an Airbnb. Yeah, people are yeah. ridiculous. This is what is, what is going on. Alright, so somebody on my timeline, I don't know if he wants me to shout out his name or not, so I'll leave him alone. Mm-hmm. But sometime, well, actually, we should put his music on here one of these days. He's good mm-hmm. shit. Anyway, another time. Suggested this idea, mm-hmm. and it's the most brilliant idea I've heard thus far. Mm-hmm. All summer long, every single day when you out, mm-hmm. so once a day, every day, call the police on a random white person. <laughs> you see somebody getting into a car that looks a little too fancy? Yeah. <clears throat> now, one, yeah, what you. I, I think I just witnessed a robbery. I see uh looks like a sandy-haired, uh, about 28, 29-year-old male, uh, 5'11", maybe 6 feet, Brooks Brothers polo. Yeah, he's getting into an I-8. Yeah. I, no, that's probably I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing in this neighborhood. There's uh, He seems to be the only white guy around, so uh, somebody could get out here right now. That'd be phenomenal. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, you'd get arrested. <laughs> you would get arrested for... Call in a false charge. <laughs> so, let that stand for itself. I will yeah. say, I, it's similar to, <laughs> you ever call, I'm sure you haven't. Have you ever heard of somebody calling the cops on, like, their girl for beating them? No. And the cops show up and arrest them? No. That, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Like, if you called the cops in that situation, yeah, like, be, you're, they you're, would definitely be like, you're wasting time. You like, you could watch that nigga throw a brick through the window, break into the house, steal everything, come outside, cops show up and be like, nah, like, I'm gonna need you to put your hands behind the back. You, yeah. you fit the description. Exactly. Like, I, and I, you can trace the call. So he's like, hey, I know you stole the cell phone from that lovely white man there. Yeah. And this is a weird thing to where, um, obviously, we know this has been going on for a while. Oh, I mean, as, 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 especially as a, this is racial profiling at its best. This is like, you know, clean cut racial do, profile. Do, do you have do you have a favorite racial profiling story? Um probably nothing that I can think. I mean, like obviously like you everyone's been especially when you're a black dude, you get the step walk past the car, immediately someone locks their door. Oh that yeah. Happens, like, oh yeah, that's on the on the regular. I mean Back in the day, more so. I think nowadays people lock their doors immediately. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, you used to be like, "Yo, I ain't want to steal your shitty ass car." And I, and I, like, I had a pretty, I had a, a, a nice car. 
<laughs> when I was like it younger. Now. Yeah, well, and, and back then it was like they see a young black person walk in the car. I'm like, yeah, if I want to downgrade, I'll see your car. You know, like, what are you, what are you doing? See you in the Yukon, bitch. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's, I think most black people, under, especially the black males, understand that, like, yeah, a lot of people, especially white people, look at you as a threat, look at you and, 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 and think of, and you immediately think of something. They tighten up a little bit, oh, and uh, it's been it's been uh, people are sh- shining lights on that. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's it's kind of fun to be in an era right now. I'm just getting to watch like other people like get turned on to the fact that it's like happening. Yeah, uh, I think I told a story in this podcast a couple of weeks ago when I was with my girlfriend. It was just mm-hmm. like one of the first times she really like saw it exemplified, or like we got pulled over once uh, driving up in Manchester and mm-hmm. like. First, first question the cop literally asked me was, you know, what what are you guys doing up here? Because he like looked at my license and saw mm. I lived in Dorchester, mm. uh, and I was just like, you know, the fuck you mean? Like I'm from the North Shore, guy. I can go driving back to my hometown anytime I want to. Yeah. You need to pull me over driving through the neighborhood. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. one of my favorite drives. I've been driving here since I got my license ten uh, years ago yeah. in this town. Yeah. Like blow me. Yeah. Uh, but things like that, it's like you said, like it's part of natural life. But now it's just like. It's funny to watch people who, like, heard about it, like, oh, like, no, I, I know that's a thing. And then mm-hmm. they see it in real life, they're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the, dude, like, the dude in the Starbucks video, the white guy who's just shouting, what did they do? Just, just somebody tell me what they did. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Okay, we have to talk about uh, that. But what? The Starbucks opening up their bathroom to everyone now because of Oh, that yeah, that's hilarious to me. I wouldn't do it if I was Starbucks. Yeah. Nope. Why? Paying customers. Oh, come on, bro. I'm, I'm serious, man. I wouldn't do it, man. I'm not, dude, I'm not allowed. Yeah, yeah. Dude, every homeless person in the world is going to be coming in there using their bathroom. I'm not cleaning that out. I'm not asking my employees to clean that out. No, you got to buy this $4 cup of coffee to use my bathroom. And I'm not going to kick you out and call the police if you just, if you're sitting there. But it's like, so yeah. you're going to let them come in, yeah. tell them you can't use the bathroom, then no, let them stay and not, piss on your floor? No, you're not. <laughs> You know that's I'm, what's gonna happen. I'm still, I'm still saying that. Yeah, like you know, you, if you want to stick around the Starbucks for hours, like you gotta buy something, man. I'm not against that rule. I'm against how they executed yes, it and I they agree. communicated it. But no, you're not. Everyone knows that 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 no one wants to be next to like this dude, this homeless dude that smells like urine. Um, and, and, and type their paper out as a paying customer. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not building into the will of what culture said. And if I had to lose some shit, some 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 uh, money, yeah, okay, I'd rather do that than be like the homeless like hotspot for like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on one hand, I get that. I I my line has always been kind of clear on this. Like, just buy the ten cent cup of water. Yeah. Or like worst case, like if homeless dude comes in, he's like, "Hey, really, you use bathroom?" I'm like, "Hey, you know, listen, like, just buy like a cup of water, something like that. Hang on as long as you want to. Yeah. Use the restroom, whatever." He's like, "Listen, I don't even have ten cents." Ninety. If you're if you have even kind of a soul, yeah, you'll take ten cents out of the tip jar and put it in the fucking yeah. register and carry on with the day, right? Yeah. I just don't like. I don't know. Like, I feel like you can be hospitable and not be abused. It just like I, I agree. And if you're a homeless dude, like yeah, dude, like grab and you have the money to take. Get a cup of coffee, get you a cup of coffee, so, chill. So but I'll, like, I don't want you there all day smelling like piss, man. Come I'll, on. I'll say this: There's, I, I worked at many Dunkin' Donuts in my youth, mm. 
Mm-hmm. It was uh, Dunkin' Donuts I worked at back when, like, freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. This dude came in. He was this homeless dude, and he would come in every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And every day, a different story about why he didn't have any money. I'd just slot in his coffee, and it was cool, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then one day, I, I it was literally years. Like, I had left work in there and came back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he came in one day. Uh, and he like he looked a lot nicer. He still you know looked bummy, but it looked yeah, better yeah. for him. He looked like he was healthy or whatever. And he just dropped like a hundred dollars in twenties in my tip jar. And he was just like, thanks, man. Like I really appreciate it. And wow. like I don't know what he had done. Like how he got his act together or whatever. Yeah. I literally never saw him. I murdered twelve people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get back like, on my feet. Yeah, exactly. Like, he might have just been doing mad beanies and like raping people. Like, I have no fucking clue. But he had a nice glow to him. Uh-huh. Threw me uh-huh. on dump. And uh, I was like. Yeah, it, good for him. Yeah, man. you just take care of people; they'll take care of you in the long run. And like, you don't you don't have to have a policy for that shit. You just yeah. need to not be a jerk. Yeah, like that's I guess that's the part that drives me crazy about that whole situation. It's like, do we exactly. really need a policy for how to like communicate to one another? Like yeah. that just seems crazy. Exactly. Uh, that being said, I'm calling the cops on all you white folks. <laughs> you can get yourself arrested. Uh, no, I'm calling the cops and bouncing that guy. He's sticking around. Uh, <laughs> they hit track Co- you down. I'm calling the cops and setting up like a GoPro up on the phone pole somewhere to get that shit on Worldstar, <laughs> and I'm out. I'm out of here. Uh, shout out to people making that lady a meme, too, because I respect oh, yeah. the internet. The internet's undefeated, man. I got that. Yo, we'll, we'll put that on our social You got to look, great. dude, y'all cannot be, y'all got to keep this, your racism on the deep low nowadays. You cannot, you going to be a meme. They're catching people. They call it. Recently, I just watched a dude like screen, this white dude. And I think it was in New York, probably the Midtown. He's, he's being, he was yelling at like, um, these, they were some kind of Latino Spanish descent. He was saying that they were, he was on call ice on them. They shouldn't be, <laughs> they shouldn't be talking. It, Saying, uh, speaking in Spanish when you know in America and shit like this? that. This was in um in New York. Some oh, white, some like Jesus. white dude who looked like uh, some pretentious looking white dude. What's going? On? And they videotaped him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's what's gonna happen, dude. When you like, when you, you're not thinking these thoughts through. And these and they think they think they worked at the place and they were speaking Spanish and he didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, and he started yelling at him, and it's like, dude, there is no good way out of that. No, and and you're not. It's just simple to me. Like you're not right, man. Yeah, you're not, and you have. <laughs> you can't yell at somebody for living in their neighborhood and speaking their language. It's New dude, York fucking city. I know. There's exactly. like 37 languages yeah, in that city. Exactly, and it's like you cannot nowadays if you haven't thought your positions through thoroughly enough to have like an articulate conversation. Then like do not start spewing that shit out while you're angry because you're gonna look like an asshole. That lady, there was a lady in Canada who started yelling at these Muslims, dude. She got fired. You get? Oh, that shit was crazy. You, you saw that, yeah. dude? You you guys look, look, look. Before you start getting super racist in public, have a conversation with someone that's not from your background. It's probably like, just a good do, idea. do that, dude. Have a conversation. Have in private, like me. You don't like yeah, Muslims. Starbucks, maybe. Yeah, I hear yeah. A, a You don't like Muslims. Hey, like, how do you feel? How's your experience in America? Like, I think A, B, and C. Tell me how you feel about it. Then at least you don't sound like as much as a jackass when someone records you in a Dunkin' Donuts while you're spewing out your hate speech. I will give you people back something who like to be on that side of things and the yeah. fuck yeah America approach. Mm-hmm. I have some strong feelings towards Russia these days. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly fond of Russia. I have been raised to not be particularly fond of Russia. And I'm pretty ignorant and American about mm-hmm. my feelings on Russia. Yeah. So I've always just kind of assumed Russia's a shithole. Uh-huh. I don't like to say places are shitholes when I don't really know nobody from there. I don't yeah. know nothing about that place. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Met a guy from Russia this past weekend. 
Sure. Machete moved over to Toronto, did grad school in Toronto, moved to Boston to start a company. Mm-hmm. Very bright guy. Uh, was an MIT guy. You know, very, you know, interesting kind of engineer type. Mm-hmm. So about 15 minutes into this conversation, I asked him, I was like, yeah, so like, why'd you come over from Russia? Like, I know you did like grad school here, but like, why, you know, mm-hmm. why the Northeast of America? Mm-hmm. You know, like, have you been to Russia, bro? Like, those were his words. Yeah. Have you been to Russia, bro? Uh-huh. Which is such a fucking Bostonian. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood, kid. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just like, no, like, obviously I have not been to Russia. He goes, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, no one wants to stay in Russia. Like, they are literally tracking down and killing scientists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Shout out to Icarus if you guys like, haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a place I want to be. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you want somebody, hey, go ahead on Russia. Apparently it's a terrible, terrible place. Um, yeah, I watched a couple that Icarus is a good documentary uh also it is oh shit what is the name of this documentary it was uh hyper realization it's just like how we and it's it, it takes a lot of uh from Russia also it, it highlights it's just not all about uh Russia it's all it's about America and how like things that we structure our beliefs around which we know is not true but we like pretend it's true, and like a like lot God. of things. <laughs> it will like I think. Well, I think God is not one of those things that like you can define because I think that that's a long conversation. Yeah. <laughs> because I think what is explained to us as God and science can all get blurry. We don't have. We're just idiots as human. But like things like um, like okay, America's the greatest country in the world, and we walk around with our chest up like America's already always right, and we do not. And we choose not to look at the horrific things that our country has done, has did, and continues to do across the across the world. Uh, a great example is Russia. People in Russia, like yeah, they, I mean, the nationalism is up uh, in in Russia, but they ref, in, but they refuse to look at a lot of things that are like corrupt in Russia. How mm-hmm. they're not really in democracy. Uh, they're pretty much in a dictatorship. Um and that sounds familiar. Yeah, oh, is that yeah? <laughs> and in in other aspects of their culture and so forth, that uh, I guess it's just a lot of things are going down down the hill in Russia, but they pretend to like not look at it, and they don't, and you can't really What's raise. The name of this? Uh, hyper realization. Hyper realization. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. and it goes across the board. It goes to the different aspects of the different countries, from like Israel to Iran and so forth. It just looks at the things that in these different cultures. That's like, yeah, the, the people are pretending. Everyone knows this is a joke. Everyone knows that, like, uh, you know, politics in the United States is a joke, but they pretend that it's not, and they don't. Yeah, so it's it's crazy and it's eye opening. Long ass documentary, but check it out. Alright, well I guess while we're uh, while we're on content, do you wanna do the rest of our don't be late segment, get our content recommendations out there for the week? Yeah, for sure. Uh to piggyback on that, have you checked out the Looming Tower yet? No. Uh so it's new on Hulu, it's been out for a couple weeks. I, I don't think I have Hulu. Uh, I'll send you a login. Uh <laughs> who pays for Hulu? <laughs> uh it's on, uh it's called the Looming Tower, it's starring Jeff Daniels. Did you see uh the newsroom back in the day on HBO? Uh, yeah. Uh, same guy. Um, okay, cool, cool. Guy cool. who played McAvoy. He's the lead. Uh, and it's similarly about uh, essentially the FBI and the CIA pre-2001, like mm. leading up to 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like pretty much like the standoff between like the head of the FBI and the CIA and like all the missing intelligence that went into like planning 9-11 supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, only a couple episodes in, so we'll see how it breaks down. Acting's a little touch and go uh, with some people, but generally speaking, it's pretty good so far. And uh, if you like that kind of thing, which it sounds like if you're if you're watching those documentaries, more yeah. of that more of that can't be bad. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Um, the other things that just came out: uh, Book of Ryan, Royce's new project. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to really talk about it. I, it sucks because nowadays, like I, I don't. 
hip hop's in such a state that when great music like that comes mm-hmm. out, all I can really say to describe is like, just go listen to it. Yeah, it's such like it's easy to get to. Yeah, and it's it. it I guess like it's such a throwback to like when sequencing was important, mm-hmm. really, like putting together a project. Mm-hmm. Like I put on this album track one, and I literally didn't know that a track stopped till I was at the end of the album. Yeah, like, I just really listened good. straight through the album, and it's like one continuous vibe and story, and it takes you on this whole different kind of like journey, like melancholy. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, his bi- biography. Yeah. Which is, I never heard Royce like that. Yes. Yeah, Cocaine's sure. the like, song you gotta go check out if yeah. you're like looking for one I, record. It was like out. the end really song good. of our last episode, so. What? Cocaine was? Yeah. Nigga, we better not get pulled from SoundCloud. Yeah, well, now you're telling us. <laughs> no, usually, usually it's at the end, they, they don't fuck with that. Oh, yeah. I think it's if it's under 17 seconds or some shit, we're good, yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, so look for that. Uh, and introing and outroing this podcast, or intro or outroing, I'm not sure which. Uh, homie Jackie Campbell just put out mm-hmm. her debut EP. Uh, I'm not huge into like pop ballads, mm-hmm. uh, like like in- like instrumental pop. That's not really like mm-hmm. my wave right now. Yeah, I, I sit on this podcast all the time. Big believer, you know, music for all sorts of times and spaces. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this in that genre of music. Like really good driving records. Uh, real kind of like sappy. You want to get in your bag for a minute? Fucking windows down, raining yeah. out. Fucking yeah. It, yeah, definitely, definitely some good records on there. Uh, nice little EP, nice little debut. Big fan. Uh, where you find it? Where you find our music at? Uh, check our SoundCloud is Jackie Camel. Jackie with a K. Camel spelled with a K as way as well. K A M E L, I believe. Yes, Jackie K A M E L. Uh, so SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, get it everywhere. The J K E. Shout out to Jackie. Yeah, shout out to Jackie, friend of the show. Uh, she'll be on, I think, later in June, maybe July. All right. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. That's coming soon. Uh, like I said, it's kind of intro and outro, and check the video. The video for Deathbed was fire. Uh, uh, that's like we talked about like the return of music videos yeah. a few weeks ago. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's real good. All right, cool. It's like it's it's a fucking short film. It's not like a oh, music right. video. It's yeah. it's legit. Uh, <laughs> so we yeah we'll we'll throw that up on socials too. I'm sure y'all be seeing that. Uh, oh, uh, last thing I had was I almost forgot. You see Chappelle and John Stewart are touring? Yeah, dude. Those tickets. I tried Sorry, to... Jack. I didn't mean to set you up by backdooring you with Chappelle and John Stewart. That was rude as fuck. Because something you can't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's this awesome you know, new singer-songwriter. You should check out Debut EP. By the way, two of the biggest comics of our fucking generation. I think Obama's going to be there, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually going to be hosted at the Royal Wedding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, these t- yeah, I looked at tickets. How much are they? The cheapest was- things I saw was 220 bucks. Jesus. So they are, I could not pull the trigger. I love Dave Chappelle. I love John Stewart. I couldn't pull the trigger on 220 bucks for, for to see these niggas. <laughs> I, I know we've talked about mu- musically before. What's the, what's first off, what's the top ticket price you'd pay for a comedy show? Like any comedy show, like seeing your favorite artist ever. Uh, for this one, I will probably done a hundred. Maybe a hundred fifteen, and I would have been. A, and that show should would gonna be the shit. Like they better both do a full yeah, hour with an ex- Exactly. Yep. Um, but like I think that's. I'm just not like. One, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not doing more than like hundred fifteen. That's I, that's tough. I feel like uh, pretty much like two twenty five for the pair with fees yeah. and everything. Like yeah. you put. Two twenty five out the door is my yeah. max at pretty yeah. much yeah. anything. Because that's what it ends up once you that's twenty five just to get your seat. Now 
if are you bringing a day? Because you got a day, then you got that's another. You got another two twenty five. No, no, no. I'm saying per pair, so like yeah. that's one twelve or like a hundred, hundred ten. Uh, yeah, dude. but that's what I'm saying. Two twenty five for me and a day. Now I'm yeah. buying a couple rounds of drinks. Exactly. 20, are you getting food like, before and after? Right. You gotta get food before. Yeah. Bitches be hungry. Yeah. Bitches do be hungry. <laughs> Bitches don't like fucking on an empty stomach. <laughs> Gonna have some Big Mac to mush around in there, you know what I mean? Y'all probably stuck in these double cheeseburgers. <laughs> Listen, it's either that or you buying. Listen, if I bought two hundred twenty-five dollars yeah, tickets, you got, like, you got to like, you know, don't be fucking alligator arm in this bag. Yeah, nah. You got, you got to get dinner. I, who me? No, the girl. The oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, nah, get out of here. She got to get a couple rounds of drinks too. If 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 you buy tickets to any event that's over a hundred dollars ticket, and you oh. buy the ticket for the other person, yeah, like. It, I said this all the time. That's what, in that situation, I always try to be a person buying tickets because there ain't no way in hell I'm paying for anything else. Yeah, in exactly. If you, yeah. Especially if you go with like a group. Like we yeah. go with like five of us, like tickets for like 90 bucks a piece. I just grab those. Like, nigga, I ain't buying no drinks. I ain't I, buying I, dinner. I, I ain't exactly. paying for parking. And it should be no. I ain't buying Ubers. Exactly. You. It should be known that like, yo, this guy, he took care, he took I the took bullet. care of the event. Yeah, all exactly. Right? Let's the, take care of him. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all can come up with a couple 20s here there throughout the night. But uh, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be a terrific uh, showcase. It's gonna be uh, I, hopefully, hopefully they film it. And, yeah, I uh, hope that it ends up being now. A and they said it wasn't gonna be a special. Then maybe I would have pulled the trigger. Maybe I would have done two hundred, but two twenty. I don't know. Honestly, I think if I had to venture a guess, I think they're gonna film the whole tour and they're gonna chunk it up into like a mini series. Yeah, hopefully. That, that seems Chappelle Stewart esque, yeah, right? Yeah. And Chappelle and Stewart tore America, get the political opinions of the whole world, yeah. and put out this mini series afterwards. That seems on. Yeah. I hope it's coming. Yeah. Uh, you had a couple other things on here. Evil Genius. Uh, uh, Evil Genius. Okay. Evil Genius is just a documentary on Netflix about uh, these people and uh, this weird situation where this guy robs a bank in Erie, PA, I think it was. And. He has a bomb around his neck. Oh, no. I want to see. I just add this to my Netflix list. Yeah. Yes. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to give away anything. It's worth watching. It's like four or five. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a true story, right? Yep. All right. And, it, and for people who don't know the backstory of the, it, essentially people have seen this like cartoon version and this comes up in like horror movies and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Guy walks into a bank. It's like uh, bombs handcuffed to him and somebody sent him in. Yeah. It, the original, like the origin story mm-hmm. of that plot is this story. This is like the real story behind that. Yeah. So dude walks into a bank and has to go on like this crazy scavenger hunt to get the bomb off him pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. I'm not so, giving away anything really. No, there, no. Right? Yeah, but, I haven't even seen it. Well, I can't be giving anything. Uh, along with Netflix uh, specials, Watch Wild Wild Country. I think I mentioned that in an early episode. It's about this cult that pretty much takes over um, takes over this town in Oregon and begins to fight with the uh, pretty starts with like just the uh, the people in the town who were there before they then it starts as a state thing then it's like them versus the government and becomes a real it's wild it's one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen besides like still uh, the seven five is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen but this is a close second. Um, you also have billions on here. Yeah, Are you just mad them? late to billions, though. I, I'm just, the new season started, so I just wanted to shout it out. It's like oh, billions okay. is really good this year. No, I I just I watched season one. I'm going back and rewatching it and going through season two and getting up to season. Yeah, two. I just wanted to give them some love. Yeah, no, it's the awesome. Last couple episodes are on point. Oh, and uh, it's a great show once you realize that you really want shit out of life. Yeah, because like 
I spend a lot of time talking about being spiritually in tune with yourself and all that shit. Uh-huh. But to really be like successful in a capitalist society, you have to be a cutthroat douchebag sometimes. And this yeah. show is all about being yeah. a cutthroat douchebag. And he pushes you to that, man. Um, but yeah, you check that out. It's worth watching. Uh, this season's good. It's done good work. Uh, on music, I forgot to mention, uh, just really quick as far as music, uh, T Grizzly dropped his debut out of him, Activated. Shit's on point. Shout out to T Grizzly. I'll check Shout it out. out I'll give it a shot. That's one of those you go to the gym for and you're good. That's fair. How are we doing on time? Because I have two things in politics and one in relationships, and I need to know where we're uh, We're a past, a little bit past the hour. All so right. Whatever we can do. I'm going to leave the... Uh, nobody's elected a president for a while. I can leave that for next week. Okay. There's the real pro tease there for you. Some good stuff coming up for you next week. NRA's new president, Oliver North. Do we want to break this down in a... This might be a, a good little mini episode for another time. Yeah, I and I. Or we I, can get into this now. I mean, I just don't uh, understand it. Uh, we know. Okay, so yeah, you give it a give it a breakdown, right, and cool. then like. Uh, so, the NRA is. I mean, the, the big pitch from the NRA, as long as we've all been alive, you know, anyone who's under thirty five or so has been the NRA is in existence to make sure that the good guys with guns have rights to be able to defend us from the bad guys with guns. The most notorious bad guy with gun is your local drug dealer. Mm. We all hate the drug dealers. We want to kill the drug dealers. And those are the bad, bad criminals who are going to ruin everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been pushing for a long time. So somebody's got to explain to me, the new president of the NRA, I guess, uh, I don't know how the NRA fucking election works or whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess he hasn't been sworn in yet, but he's been selected and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is Oliver North. So for those who don't know Oliver North, which... Could be many, many, many of you, depending on how old our listenership is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I'm sure not many people know Oliver. Yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. He <laughs> worked with the the Reagan administration back in the days in the 80s, uh, and he oversaw what they nicknamed the Enterprise. If that sounds familiar, it's because you probably listened to too much gangster rap music and watched too many documentaries on YouTube. <laughs> you watched the uh, Freeway Ricky Ross. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so it, there you go. Actually, that's a great point of reference. Uh, so the Enterprise is the notorious like off-book CIA operation uh, where they essentially trafficked cocaine into America, sold it into America's black neighborhoods, and used that cocaine money to fund the Contras in Nicaragua. So America was trying to overthrow a Nicaraguan government because there had been a socialist government installed in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a rebellion group called the Contras that the CIA was uh, deliberately funding. Congress finally voted to shut down the operation. CIA went around. Congress went around essentially the vote of the American people said, mm-hmm. fuck this shit, we need to pay the Contras, ran out of money mm-hmm. to pay the Contras, and their solution was, uh, I wish I had the quote here in front of me, it was, like, how it came up was something along the lines of, well, I've got a really fun idea, and then they decided to start trafficking cocaine out of Colombia and most of Latin America and up into the States and selling it into, you know, black neighborhoods where they developed crack, and then you have the 10 to 1 ratios and all that that came yeah. from that. Uh... So Oliver North, notorious drug lord, (laughs) overseer of the cocaine project. Is now the NRA president. Like literally literally the guy who invented the cocaine epidemic of the 80s. I I just don't even know how to wrap my head around this. Who spent his entire career creating like off book, like military operations where they funneled private money to go commit like assassinations of a government we supposedly didn't like because they were socialists. Yeah. How do you? I mean, one. How, how does? <laughs> Sorry, it just who, hurts who, my head to wrap around. Who's? It, like, it, it, this is like nobody's batting an eye at this. This is astonishing. It's astonishing that this guy's not like a a, a war criminal or or or, or, or 
Well, it's similar to, so uh, I don't know if we talked about or if I brought it to you up off air. There's the dude running uh, for Senate in West Virginia mm-hmm. who essentially, like, he went, he did, like, a couple years in jail because he owned a coal mine where a bunch of people died. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, came back and was just like, oh, they've all just been slandering me. I did nothing wrong. Vote yeah. for me. Yeah. It has that same kind of vibe to me where it's like, do you think just, like, with enough time and because this happened before the internet age, mm-hmm. like, nobody knows? Like, nigga, we all have Wikipedia. Yeah. Like, go look and, up who and, Oliver North is. Yeah, exactly. I think is that is also that I mean he through through what he's done and in, in his affiliations I'm sure he knows where the bodies are he- buried. Oh yeah. So you cannot you a guy like this has been so in the mud with everyone from I mean Bill Clinton's attached to part of this because they I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they ran a lot of this through uh, Arkansas. Um, really, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. And that a lot explains how Clinton got to this platform so quickly. There's a okay. lot. There's a lot. This guy definitely knows where the bodies are buried. He can definitely influence. So if if, if you want someone to push your agenda, and you want someone to get shit done, he's the guy. He's the guy because he knows where the bodies are buried. He's he, been he has leverage on everyone. He has leverage on everyone. He's on the keep. You know. So I understand it from their standpoint. Um, and, it's yeah. also interesting that the new director of the CIA is the woman who ran the torture unit during like the waterboarding days. Mm. The new head of the NRA yeah. is the ex like CIA operative who was running off books. It just <laughs> seems like there's a lot of spies being put into positions of power. That's, yeah, exactly. That doesn't seem like a good thing. And I love me a good spy. I think they're very necessary people to have them blatantly out as like the leadership of the country. I don't even think the uh, the new head of the is the. Um, uh, FBI or the C- CIA, CIA uh, the lady, right? What's yeah. her name? Uh, I forget her name. But regardless, I I can't even give her a, a certain level of a pass because when when they were doing the waterboarding, it was something that they thought was legal. Well, it was legal. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I mean, some of her actually, Haspel. Yeah, and some of her responses to it is like. I mean, I couldn't argue with. It. They they ask her how they would feel, how she would have felt. If uh, you know uh, they were waterboarding American agents, mm. and she's like, uh, "Well, I don't understand because you know the people who were facing they're not water, they're executing them." And so, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, that, it's just a different world. It guess, is, is a different point. world, and I can't. I think this. I think Oliver North, who who, who I think is it's way worse than oh far than, worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I understand from NRA, if you don't care about uh, PR and you just want to get your agenda across and you're willing to sacrifice. I think they do care about PR. That's what makes this disgusting. I think this is good PR to them. Yeah. Like, I think this is a win to them. Yeah. And that's frightening. That Oliver North is like... And I think people probably just The official face of the good guy with the gun. That's just bizarre. We just got to get things done. We just get things done here. We we don't care. We're getting great America great again. Yeah. We're going (laughs) to get it done. Uh, do you want to do relationship shit quickly? I love I love this. So we have our first. No, we gotta do this. It's our first user submitted email relationship question. Mm-hmm. It's very blunt to the point. I'll skip all the bullshit of the email because I don't want to read your whole fucking email. Would you rather be broken up with in person, texted, ghosted, or I'm gonna add over the phone because that person did not add this here. Mm. I'm not gonna read your name because you didn't say whether or not I should read your name. If you're emailing us, tell me whether or not I'm allowed to read your name and keep it to under six paragraphs. Okay. Um. And this is comes also the the, the uh, I was before I would say I would rather be ghosted, but I got ghosted by a girl that I actually liked recently. I would say recently enough for me to still be like, oh, this shorty, I know. No, okay. Um, huh. 
that was, <laughs> that says too much alone. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, I got. I, I got, dude. How long were you here? It wasn't even no. It wasn't even like that. It wasn't really much invested. It was just like yo, like we were kicking it. We kicked it a couple times, like just like once. Oh, and we were yeah, okay. and we were like it was it went dope, and then like everything. You <laughs> no, but you know, like you know, there's in, like like you know. No, I've been in this exact situation. Yeah, I'm like, not trying like, to shade you, but like, like yeah, in the day you, you like, you guys make out. You're texting in the next couple of days, and it's just like. So, and I, I'm not like well, I don't pursue, I don't pursue. I, I drop a line, I you know may, maybe a couple hours the next day I don't hear back. Drop another line after that. I'm 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 letting it go. How long do you wait before you send the second text? Uh, I waited a, a day. All right, no, see so you're better than me. Yeah, and so, then that's and then I'm I'm gone. So I would rather be like I'd rather get a text and be like, yo, uh, this is happening in my life. I'm not ready for this. Which I, that's you that prefer has, the text version, the in person version? That yeah, I don't. Want, I don't need it in person. Like it's, I don't need. I don't need. I don't want it in person. I don't want it now. No in person. Um, You're such a millennial. I just. I don't like any because then okay, I'm wasting a whole a, a whole time, a whole like interaction. This is like an hour. You meet no, up. That's gonna be a whole a day. You don't get dumped in person it, and not like you, like you don't feel good after. Like exactly. your day's ruined. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I so can't do nothing. If, if we if we've been like. It, I guess if we've been like dating for like six months or more than in person, I would say, or at least a phone call. Uh, yeah, you but can't break like up any, with anything like a serious I, relationship yeah, by texting. Yeah, I rather I think like if it's not working, I feel it. I can already feel it. I don't mind just shoot, shoot me a text. Was that the first time you got ghosted? Uh, yeah, the first time that I got ghosted that that I didn't that I didn't do anything to deserve it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like I've done. I've. I've and, and usually like I'm flaky to where like if I'm not invested I'm like cool but I was like yo like this yo this is dope like she's dope I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna make this happen and then she was just like and then nothing. I, I don't yeah ghost fucking the, the weirdest one I want me, you send me a text yo I <laughs> I went to like this work event I'm not gonna say which so I don't get any companies in trouble but we go out after this work event it was like a sponsored after party for the people who were working it. We get, uh, it, I'm the only person from my company there. Uh-huh. I'm there with all, it was, I don't even remember what it was. It was like a hiring conference. There's all these fucking gorgeous like HR, uh, you know, fucking associates. Yeah. So it's me and like a bunch of sexy blonde chicks who are all like 24, we're, you know, 10 drinks in. I'm fine. They're wasted. Okay. Yeah. Hop on the subway to go home. Uh-huh. We're, we're like one stop away from where I'm at. Her stops at the next stop. I was like, you know, you want me to walk you home? She's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like, come on. I'm like, all right, cool. We walk her home. She's like, I like, you know, has good night. It was nice to meet you. I was like, oh, all right, cool. She's like, you want to come in for a drink? I was like, yeah, I, I could do that. So cool. This is all leading to each other, right? Yeah. It was the awkwardest night of my life. Like, we passed out on the couch, like, watching shitty TV. Yeah. I ended up sleeping in her bed. She woke me up at four in the morning to, like, yeah. kick me out. Because yeah. she's like, I never do anything like this. It's so Did fucking you smash weird. Or no? No, no, that's what, no. Like, we made out a little bit and yeah. then, like, went to bed and yeah. then, like, woke up. She like kicked me out, and so the next day I just hit her up and I was like, "So like, I don't want to be weird, but like, what the fuck was that?" Yeah, and just literally never heard from this girl again. Wow, for like a year. Yeah, then hits me up out of the blue at like I don't know, like twelve thirty, one o'clock in the uh-huh. morning. Where are you? I'm out in you know wherever the fuck she was at. Uh-huh. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And like she tells me who it is. Yeah. I was like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you linked up? 
We linked up and uh, made out with one of my friends. Because <laughs> I'm a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think that's. Well, I think I, don't I, me, bitch. I think uh, I think that is appropriate, like move, like go still go out, be cool with her, and then her friends is like, yeah, and I'm yeah. not committed to you. You, you had your opportunity. That, hey, I ain't nobody's second choice, nigga. Hey, but no, I get ghosted all the time. Honestly, like, I, I do. I don't. I never. I always get. I always do the ghosting. Yeah. So you know what it is? This is what I realized. Like, I am. I'm very approachable, like fun guy, especially like the club, whatever. Like mm. I, I tell people all the time, like. I'm not at the club to bag women. I'm at the club to dance. Yeah. I'm here to fucking dance. I love to dance. Cut on mm. the music. I'm sweating through my shirt. Is that you? Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. The, the, they can't hear that. It's over the beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's the previous... Uh, oh, that makes sense. We went longer than uh, that. So. <laughs> so, like, if, if I'm out in the club, like, that's, like, that's my move. Like, mm. I am... I'm dancing guy. I'm fun guy. So, like... Girls will meet in the club and they're like, oh, like, this dude's like a good time. But then we'll dance for, you know, fucking three hours, have a few drinks. I'm thinking in my mind, like, all right, cool. So I'm like, hey, it was really good. Me and you will exchange numbers. I'm like, uh-huh. at the very least, we're cool, right? Like, we're friends. Like, let's hang out again. And yeah. I'll just never hear from that girl again. Uh-huh. I used to get so butthurt about that until I, like, realized, like, nah, nigga, that's, it's a, it's that's a club. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a club thing. Yeah, that's it's like, yeah, they probably got a dude that they care about. That's why. So that's I, not like a breakup, though. Like, I don't mind getting ghosted by somebody I knew for, like, Two weeks, like that's not a ghost. Yeah, that's a. I, this was fun. I don't need you again. Yeah, I've ghosted plenty of women. I, I just didn't realize I was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've ghosted. I've ghosted more. And I, I trying to think of I have been ghosted. Well, like I have been like, I'm not sure if it's a ghost, but like I'm. I don't care about this enough to be like pursuing it. So like mm. the text just dies away. Yeah, but this was like a straight up ghost. Um, and I. I always assume that if, if a ghost thing happens, then there's usually like some other dude that they were dating before yeah. that's still in the mix. Either that or a new guy who showed up. Or yeah. like there's a few in the rotation and like I I don't know what it was. I don't know. Like, dude, like, I, I That's I, my biggest issue. Has, I just I can't I hate getting ghosted because I have to know. I do I wanna just tell know. me what wanna, happened. Because I just know, dude, like I'm fucking like especially like if I'm talking to just uh, my uh, I love seeing like pretty girls laugh. So like that's like my this is the best feeling in the world. Know. Yeah, it's my only and so like if I go out, I'm going to like my whole job is like I'm gonna make this girl laugh, like texting, like that I'm gonna make you laugh. So I'm no it's like no like I'm a comedian, so it's like no one's like whoever this guy is, he's not funnier than me. So the only thing is <laughs> the only thing he can have is history. I and, mean, I, and I and I and you might be better looking and richer and more talented too. She don't know my pockets. <laughs> you a comedian, nigga. <laughs> I, I work, motherfucker. <laughs> Pay these bills. She don't know what my. I pay for dinner <laughs> or just drinks, but yeah, it's the first day. It was still, it was still a grip. Uh, I need some. All right, I need some return of my investment. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's you sound real me too. I know. We go get the massage bell is coming. I'm setting up the soundboard. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna be like 12 minutes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. We going every episode is gonna be an hour 45 now, just because yeah. the bell. Uh, but, oh, women, just like yo, drop a text. Let be like yo. Te- and I'm gonna do it text. first. I I I are like it made me respect the ghost. I if 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 I'm talking to a chick, I'm gonna if if I feel like there's a need, like I'm gonna be like yo, like. It's not working out. So that that's my problem is because I hate getting ghosted so much mm-hmm. and I've been ghosted. Yeah. I like I can't intentionally ghost somebody and when I should, yeah. I'll just explain myself. Yeah. And that's never a good idea. Yeah. Cause I'm like, hey, I don't really want to keep seeing you 
Mostly just because you're unattractive and boring. Like, yeah. Nothing I, else. It's not yeah. really anything situational I just, I, just I mean, like, you're cute, but I really think I can do a little bit better. I can definitely <laughs> do better in the intelligence department. Your company is really not worth my time. That's usually what, for me, if I go to check, it's usually like, um, it's just like, it just doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, this is cool and it's fun hanging out with you. But like it's just not. I don't feel like drip. I'm not, I'm not inspired. Like I want like I, when I'm around people, I want them. To be, I want to introduce like new ideas. Like oh, have you thinking this? Have you thought of this? Oh, have you checked out this documentary, this podcast? Have we? If it's none of that, and I feel like oh, well, this is just like the plain old Jane like relationship where we just gonna you know go out to eat, fuck, and get fat together. And I don't want that. So like if I ghost a chick, it's usually because I see like oh, well, that's all this is. I gonna see. Be. Yeah, I see the end of this. Exactly. Right. But if if it's my if, favorite part of my relationship now it's just like it's always someone that invests in you and like and and expands you and it's not expanding he's not pushing you forward regardless whether it's relationship or you know friendship friendship dope yo don't be in it be around people who are gonna push you introduce you to new ideals and expand you if not you're just wasting your time dog that's some beautiful (laughs) advice Chris I think I mean you know that's how I live my life probably thanks yeah we're gonna do our final five and get the fuck out of here yeah let's do it alright so we talked about this off air. We'll get. I promise we'll keep this under five minutes. Mm-hmm. You talk with your friends, right? Yeah. This comes up a lot in my life because I talk a lot of shit. And my friends are oh, all yeah. assholes. I'm the like same. Me. I'm the same way. You know, occasionally it starts off nice, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, like you know, find your SoundCloud when mm-hmm. you were 19. That shit was trash, dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, right? Yeah. I fucked your sister when we were 20, bitch. <laughs> that takes us a step far. Yeah. Now we have fighting words. Yeah. What's give me your five things that you can say like hmm, how to phrase this? What can you bring up where without your friend punching you in the face but almost getting it there? Um, like where, where what is the gray area? I don't I, honestly like I, if we we kind of had talked about this off air. We have a couple things that we mentioned. Uh, I don't some of the things like the only thing that I can will push past the line mm. and because I, I everything's on the table for me but as soon as you like talk about my family or like a, someone a girlfriend someone I, I care about like that is the only thing see okay so I'll start with that then because those are two people bring up a lot and my question is always this like is that completely off the table or is there like a line like, you, like you can talk like you can talk about my family. You can talk about my girlfriend. Just don't like. There's a certain line you can't cross with that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I talk about my friends' girlfriends, but it's like I would never posi- demean them. I would yeah. never put them in a position where I'm like talking about something. I'm. I'll be like, yeah. I'm usually putting them in the position of power over them. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. Or, or that's like, or, that's yeah, the appropriate yeah, way to joke exactly. with your boy about his girl. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or or if their girlfriend's in the room and she does something silly, mm-hmm. like I'll mention it. But, like, I'll never put them in a position that demeans them. I will like, always, like... Like, worst case scenario, it's like, oh, and you're dating that one? You know what I mean? Exactly. Sure exactly. Um, and, like, the same thing with family, dude. Like, just don't, like... Like, don't... Bring, I feel like no, don't I'm, bring in my family. Like, mama no. jokes, like, yeah, like, silly, like, hacky mama jokes on the table, you know? But, like... Personal shit like, oh, your mom is you know, crazy. And I know yeah, your cousin yeah. Trey from back in seventh grade, and that bitch ass nigga did. Exactly, yeah. like, no, no, my family's not here. Like, your problems with me, like, that's why I don't let none of my friends know my family, dog. No, none of my friends have like met my mom, oh, yeah. my brother, none of that shit. Yeah, but my family is like my friends' family. Like, my mm. friends can, like, right now, my friends can go to my house and hang out with my my parents, and that and me oh, not be there. Yeah, so, uh, 
But there is, I mean, they respect them too. So like, they're and I wouldn't go there with anyone else's family. And I would make, I make fun of my friends. Like my 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 one buddy, he's he's Persian, hmm. and so like I'll make fun of like his parents' accent and like oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, like shit like that. Like, but to some people, that could be way off the table. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, but you know, it's it's position. That might get you punched in the face. But other things, like I don't, I don't really. Care. I mean, like everything else is open. Don't. So my big one is like, don't cut my pockets in public, dog. Like, if we joking yeah. between me and you, cool. Yeah. If we, like, because, like, the legendary story of, like, me and my best friend's friendship was, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I kind of knew him, he kind of knew me, I really didn't like him that much. We'd, mm-hmm. like, interacted through mutual friends a few mm-hmm. times, that was about it. Mm-hmm. And we were out, it was me, him, his buddy, who's now, like, our other roommate, he's, like, my other best friend, mm-hmm. and these two girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know this kid from fucking Adam, really, mm-hmm. so I'm just shitting on him, because I know mm-hmm. I gotta leave in, like, an hour and a half yeah. anyway. So I'm just talking mad shit like this nigga ain't shit. He can't dance. He don't know how to dress. He ain't got no money. Uh-huh. All this in front of these girls. Yeah. And he handled it really fucking well. Uh-huh. And it was all like fun and games. And I'm pretty sure he smashed one of these chicks when I left. Everything uh-huh. was good. good but him. like, right. But I love friends like that that you can shit on people like that with. Uh-huh. The only thing in that situation though, like out in public, uh-huh. don't cut my pockets. Yeah. Like, don't be bringing up money shit in front of other people. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that ain't something I can explain my situation, like, wittedly uh-huh. enough to, like, yeah. yeah. My money ain't that long, nigga. Like, don't, yeah. don't put me in that yeah. position. I will hit you. Uh, I feel like small dick niggas get mad about dick jokes. Yeah. I don't know because I never had that problem. Yeah, I never been. Even, I, I, like, I've never even, I've never... Not into like high school where you kind of overlap with some yeah. like your friends and you hear or, or your girlfriends start to hear things or like locker room shit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I didn't. Frankly, I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, like how big your dick is is not exactly. My <laughs> but um, I've been told by most women I fuck. There's a reason I got the AKA dog. Like I'm, I'm not concerned. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's how I feel. Like I and, and that's how I before even like when I was younger like. I had never gotten any complaints. So I was like, oh, okay, it must be all right. When I was, dude, I was explaining this to my girlfriend the other day. When I was younger, it was way better because I grew up in a town full of white people. Oh, yeah. I was the only so black guy really, in town. Every chick I fucked from like <laughs> 15 to 20 were all like, you're the biggest I've ever had. Like, I got to be like 22 and girls were like, eh, it's all right. And I'm like, what do you mean it's all right? This shit was massive where I'm from. <laughs> the land of the bitches, you're a giant. <laughs> Going back home, fuck y'all bitches. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, no, nah, so, yeah, I, some people can be sensitive about that, but I mean, Ball jokes on the table, off the table. I feel like that's... I don't, I, would, I wouldn't care, I mean... You're I, not bald, though, you got a full head of hair. That's yeah, but I, mean. I, 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 I used to cut all my hair off all the time. You so weren't bald, though. I was practically, but I used to just cut... You're the, the tight one. No, I would, like, literally just be bald. So, my, I, I used to cut my hair myself, so I'd be lazy, so I would just cut it all the way off. Like, and just zero like, all even? Yep, and then, and then, like, once it got to the point where it started... You know, show up a little bit. I line it up, and then I got a haircut for like three weeks. Like so, first day one, it was bald. Yeah, you know? right. then like I yeah, but that was a choice. That wasn't like yeah. That's what I mean. Like so if people going. like crack on my dreads all you want to, I, don't, I like them, nigga. There's yeah. a reason they on my head. If I'm bald because I couldn't choose that, yeah. Or worse yet, like you go to crack a ball joke on somebody, it turns out they fucking ball from like surgery or cancer oh, or some yeah, shit. You feel yeah. like a real asshole. Exactly. I remember um, somebody cracking on my brother's haircut. Didn't know he got in a, like my brother used to have dreads like me, uh, uh, a little longer than mine actually. He got an axe and split up his head. They had to cut off his dreads to like put his shit back uh, together. Yeah. And I remember somebody like cracking on my brother's haircut. And I almost fucking flattened him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah uh, the one thing I would say is that you should you have to stuff like that like baldness or like you know fatness. Yeah, you got it. Like there's no. You gotta embrace your your insecurity. Yeah, you, so like, be comfortable with it. You know they're gonna. That's like when I was really fat. Like I knew. 
that like people were gonna crack on me. So yeah. I was just like, yo, like I'm gonna be, and I had got it worse at home. So when I went to went to high school and middle school and elementary school, like I was ruthless. Like you couldn't be like whatever you said. Like I had already, and I got in the habit of like looking at people's insecurities because I was insecure. So like as soon as they brought up, and I knew it was like, oh, you fat, and it was like, oh, okay, what about this, this, and this, this, this? Because I had already like. Seeing who would be maybe to attack me, and then like I picked about the insecurities. So like, My nigga yeah, came on. oh dude, I was I was that's as a kid, dude. That's what, like you're not gonna come to me. See, yeah, but shit. like <laughs> the problem is, and having been also a former fat kid myself, mm-hmm. if somebody comes at me for being fat. I go back at them because I got my shit prepared. Mm-hmm. And then they come back at me with some better shit about me mm-hmm. being fat. Yeah. I'm done. Like I got oh, nowhere my, to go. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm I will go deep. <laughs> that that's I am I am fully prepared. You're not gonna outgun me. I I agree with you, but there's I don't know. There there there's something I feel like kinda like the money thing. Like yeah. if I know you're a millionaire, you can talk like shit about my pockets and I like there's nothing I can really say. Yeah. So if I see you out here like with like broad shoulders and uh-huh. cut up washboard yeah. abs, and I'm out here like 280 yeah, and chunky. But, like no, I can't no, really no. say shit. No one with washboards abs and all cut up is funny. Besides That's true. the rock, the, yeah. and the and the rock, and, and the yeah, rock yeah. You surpass that, yeah. go to like bodybuilder status, yeah, then exactly. it can be funny yeah. again. But no average looking in shape guy is funny. exactly. So no. yeah, bring that smoke. I want all that smoke. Yeah, you, you got right. it, <laughs> and you get it right back. And you ain't doing shit about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I had on my list was like you f- like. And it's tricky because there's like the I fucked your girl or I fucked your shit, whatever, like jokes, like being funny. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, there's some overlap in your friend group. Sometimes that's yeah, true. Yeah, uh, I would. And if your boy's like, yeah, well, nigga, you remember I fucked your girl. And then it's like, hmm. Uh, nigga, you can't know. bring that up. Yeah. Don't say that to I don't my face. Know. I don't care if it's true. I, I don't know if I would, oh, would, if I did date someone that overlapped with one of my friends, um, I would have to I think before I even got into that I would have to accept that that would may come up and I'd be like I don't give a fuck no nah, like yeah. I, nah I, see I'm the opposite like I accept it would come up but I, I'm sitting down my front and be like listen like don't bring it up get out whatever you want like cool we're, like we're cool but like if you try and like flame me with this at a yeah. later date like I'm smoke. tagging you, like yeah. there ain't no, gonna be smoke. There's gonna be fire, nigga. <laughs> see, see you, I mean, I think like once you enter that situation, it's it's on the like you know what it is. You you seen the Carfax? You bought the car. You, you if, if, if this is started slanging, this is coming up. You know. I mean, I you get accepted that role, and either you gotta embrace it, or it's like <laughs> it's like. All right, let hey. me let me redefine them. I don't have a sister, and ain't nobody fucking my mom as far as. I know in the last 20 years. So yeah. I'm sure I'm in that category. Mm. With my girl, fine. You're right. Maybe mm-hmm. that's on the table. My yeah. girl ain't never fucked any of my friends, so I'm not worried about in this mm-hmm. relationship. We cool. You bring up fucking my sister or my mother? Yeah. Nah, fam. If you like if you really did. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, I You can't yeah. De- like Delonte can't bring that smoke to LeBron without no, getting hit, no. dog. And I would I I mean that's not my someone that would do that if they're friends with me first, then I would uh, hope you wouldn't bring that up. I would hope you're a better friend. Than I don't uh, see there's, that's there's what I mean. There's a line you shouldn't cross. Yeah, if you're friends with me, then you shouldn't be trying to smash my sister or my mom. Yeah, but what if you smash your sister and then like met you separately and it's like, oh, that's your sister? Oh, then like, then that's different. Then I have to, then I, I think I have to take that L too. Now, if you're trying to be disrespectful, like, yeah, I, you know, is the respectful way to say I fucked your sister? Yeah, if it's jokingly, like, yeah, I used to date your sister or something like I don't it, know. It, exactly. I used to date your sister, me and your sister used to go out. That's a lot different yeah. than yo, I used 
used to bust your sister down, nigga. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It, it depends on the context, you know. Like I don't want you don't bring that up, then. Nah. Yeah, no, you don't nah. bring that up. That's you, rude. Yeah, especially in a disrespectful way. Then, uh, yeah, I need to you need to catch that out. All right, so now that we've wasted 25 minutes telling y'all that if you're going to break up with somebody, shoot them a text. Yeah. And if you're going to talk shit to your boy, don't fuck their sister. Yeah. I think that's all the don't bring wonderful up family. advice we got. Yeah, don't family. bring up family. Don't bring up money. Don't bring up dicks, I guess. No, I feel like dick that, talk that's is a, weird. You get, no, you got you to. Gotta, that's joke. That's joke lane. That's, yeah, that's, that's white boy humor. Yeah, but you can bring that up. You know, once you get mad. Just don't bring up family. Don't bring up girlfriends, money, and uh, yeah. And it, but it, you fat niggas is getting roasted. Oh yeah, you got you got. Sorry guys. Y- yeah, you, you're getting fat shamed. No nah, bears out here. Yeah. Cub squad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else this week? Uh, man, got dates, man. anything like that? I do, but I haven't. I didn't prepare. So uh, uh, come see yeah. you on Chris Allen. On Chris Allen. I'm gonna start. Po- I'll start posting the uh, clips and the artwork on on the website and so forth for shows. Awesome. Oh, good call. We'll do that as well. Uh, as always, it's Late to Work Podcast, best known unknown podcast on the internet, episode 34. Don't be a dickhead. Slide on. I don't even have a key. You're right, I'm wrong. It's not always make believe. And then the quiet home of air inside your lungs won't sing me to sleep. Like a setting sun There's no more holidays Just a black rain